Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. That's a new one. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Thursday. Yes, it is a happy Thursday. Why is it a happy Thursday? Because Thursday is one day away from Friday, which gets us to the weekend. Oh, okay. That's definitely not the answer I thought you were going to say, but okay. Okay. Uh, is it Bo's birthday? It's your birthday. Happy to my birthday. It's a lie. No, no, no. Yeah. Quite some time till that. Mm-hmm. Catch you guys in September. Oh, yeah. <sighs> no, we got LeBron James with us in the building. Oh, today. yes. Yes, yes. Young and DJ, it's Thursday. Young DJ Tempo. Uh, yes. So Thursday means news with my fiance. And sometimes Thursdays mean news with my fiance with DJ Tempo. Boom. Who is quietly reading the book in the corner because she actually doesn't care about me. (laughs) (laughs) She's here for the atmosphere. Yeah. Vibes, vibes, vibes. Vibes, vibes, vibes. Vibes, 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 vibes. How's your week been so far? You know, I've had better weeks. Okay. But uh, I've also had worse weeks, so it's been all right. I guess balance or something. You know? I do, though. Yeah. I do. I do. My knee's healing. Huh? I paused because it's like, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. So what the challenge was, you know, mm. I was still trying to figure out how to walk on it when I should have been trying to walk on it anyway. Oh. So once I realized, hey, man. You're like, you have a good day, then a bad day, then a good day, then a string of bad days, putting so much exertion on it. I'm doing a lot of just leaning to the right, and it's giving it time to heal. And it's getting stronger and stronger each day. I like this. I can't wait for the uh, the text to come in to tell us that now your other knee is going to be broken as soon as. No one texts that. <laughs> you mind your biz. You hear me? <laughs> mind your biz. Here, let me give you all my business. Don't mind it, though. <laughs> Rudo said it's Friday. It is your Friday today? It's Friday. Is, it always, is Thursday always this Friday? Is it, Rudo? Is, is that always your Friday? I'm sorry. I I feel like I should know this. Good morning, I feel, I feel Rudo. like Rudo said it once, like once yeah. or twice before. Yeah, I think that we've, we've heard this before. Remote working. Thursdays are your Friday. You're not participating in capitalism the way you need to. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought that's the show we're doing. I think that's never the show we're doing. Rudo, I take it back and I apologize. (laughs) 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 I signed up for the wrong show. Get your act together. Okay. All right. All right. All right. What is the show we're doing? Today, we are talking about a few things. Mm -hmm. One. How a 2021 North Carolina bill would authorize deadly force to stop an abortion. And I know you guys are tired of hearing me talk about Joe Rogan, but guess who's back? (laughs) Joe Rogan sparks outrage after discussing shooting homeless people. Yeah. And then local news. Third victim accuses Portland bias crime suspect of attack. And Business Alliance and others challenge ballot measure that aims to redistribute power in Portland. And at 845, news editor for the Portland Mercury, Alex Zelensky, will be joining us to talk about the outcomes of Patriot Prayer's riot trial here in Portland. Mm. 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 There's going to be some hot goss yeah. with that one. Juicy goss. Juicy deeds. Yeah. Yeah. 
Loving it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened since we wrote the news, and we'll just uh, leave that where it is. But I'm sure some things might leak in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Rudo said, uh, working for CD, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fixing people's tiki-takis <laughs> and their YouTubes. <laughs> Sunday through Thursday. So Thursdays is definitely is Friday. Um... Tiki Takis might be the funniest thing that's happened <laughs> so far today, and putting that one in my pocket. Right. Thank you, Rudo. I will credit you when I use it out in the wild. I, however, will not. No, he won't. He's no. really bad at the credit. Yeah. He acts like he came up with everything. It's true. <laughs> Even things we know, like the it's shared in the zeitgeist. He's like, nope, came up with that one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember sitting down with uh. Okay. Okay. That's gonna be enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joyous morning we're going to catch you guys on the other side of the music break with some news and we are back this is news of my fiance with Morgan Jones and DJ Ambush be a part of the show you can shoot us a text at 971-220-5979 again that is 971-220-5979 five ninety nine. are you out of your mind <laughs> What what was that from? Is that like that a Denny something? I don't. Just like any commercial. Grand that, Slam or something? Oh, probably. Mm. I don't. I have zero idea, actually. Mm. I just like to interject it when I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna warn everybody. I am real tired this yeah, morning. Yeah. I am uh, dealing with the migraine hangover. Mm. I don't even know if it's the hangover. Like I think I'm still in it. Just uh, <laughs> trying to power through. You know, <laughs> ambush. Don't yawn on the mic. Sorry. Jeez Louise. Man, you guys are doomed. To be clear, I did it first, but oh. I just uh, hit it better. <laughs> you, know, you hit the yawn better? Yeah. Like it's a dance move? Hid. Hid it. Yeah. Oh. Man. Maybe you did because I didn't hear it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spicy morning here. At <laughs> and we can blame Amy Goodman for that. Uh, shout out to Amy Goodman yeah. for saying that. Uh, wait, how did she say it? She said uh, the Koch brothers own a lot of real estate, but their best investment would have to be that mansion in West Virginia. Yeah, come on. I was like, whoa. She went and got her a John Oliver writer. That was definitely a John <laughs> Oliver line. It's like, oh, Amy. All right. The spice. The spice. <clears throat> oh, boy. Oh. All right, I was having all sorts of problems. There. Okay. I'm back on board. Uh, I know uh, we talked about trigger laws a few weeks, maybe a month ago. I don't know. Time is time. But True that. this was one of those waiting in the wings that just doesn't make any sense. No, no, none at all. A 2021 North Carolina bill would authorize deadly force to stop an abortion. Last year, a bill was introduced to North Carolina state legislatures that would define abortion as first-degree murder. The bill is gaining fresh attention as abortion rights activists point out that the bill authorizes the use of deadly force force to stop someone from receiving an abortion. The bill was introduced by Republican State Representative Larry Pittman, who is retiring from politics this year. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Pittman has admitted that, quote, a lot of my bills have never even been given a hearing. Uh, well, <laughs> despite the fact that the bill is unlikely to become a law in North Carolina, Republicans are looking to double down on abortion restrictions. 
They are hoping to gain a supermajority in 2023, which would give them the power to override a veto from Democratic Governor Roy Cooper. The aforementioned aforementioned bill, HB 158, would amend the state's constitution to define life as beginning at, quote, the moment of fertilization. Currently, abortion is legal in North Carolina until the fetus reaches viability and occasionally after. Governor Roy Cooper signed an executive order on July 6, protecting abortion seekers from out of state from being extradited. He also banned state agencies from assisting other states from prosecuting those who travel to receive an abortion. Despite a rise in violence against those seeking and providing abortions, states all over the country are seeking to extend criminal penalties to those who terminate a pregnancy. I think it does say something that he's like, hey, none of my stuff gets through anyway. Yeah, but, it's like, this is just for funsies, guys. Yeah. I'm just over here uh, filling out somebody else's bill. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> just, just waste my time all 22. Uh, two. Uh, <clears throat> the bill he's proposing. So the bill that's passed. That's passed, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, in an effort to protect life, grants the ability to take life. I guess it didn't pass. I'm sorry. But yeah. And somewhere in his creepy little mind, that makes sense. All of it. Well, I mean, the moment of being like, okay, so in order to save the life that is must be inside of someone else for a while, mm-hmm. you would kill the the host, if you will. <laughs> and think that the the fetus would then still live. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that's how science works. I I'm really trying to figure out the. Uh, so don't try and figure that out because that's not the point. The point is not that they are trying to save lives. Obviously, the point is not that they even believe that that fetus or baby would then make it out. Yeah, but making it totally legal to inflict violence or potentially murder on people who are either performing or receiving abortion is just normalizing and uh, not just normalizing, it's uh, asking for violence against every single one of those people in that uh, situation. And there's already so many um, violent things that happen at abortion clinics and, uh, you know, bombings and people standing outside just you know the the protesting that folks do with zero idea of you know who's walking in there and why and the point for me is it is literally zero of anybody else's business why you would be going to do that and i'm not entertaining the extreme you know it's got to be some sort of extreme case of uh Somebody else's body has to be violated in order for them to then take control of their body. Right. I'm not doing that. <clears throat> it's it's definitely. Right. I was just going to say, it's zero. It, it's nobody's business. And so when you're walking in there and you've got people screaming at you that you're some murderer, and then people on their side of that argument are working on making laws to be able to not just <laughs> look at these folks as murderers, but to murder them. And that be okay. I mean, it, yeah, you're you're cooking up uh, terrorism, like you're just 
farming terrorism. I, I, it reminds me. All right, so I'm I'm pretty sure you are familiar with uh, Robot Chicken. Oh my word! All right, it reminds me of like a skit when they take when they take a film and recreate it and exaggerate all the most ridiculous parts of that film, mm -hmm. and it makes you even laugh at even more at the premise of the original film, mm -hmm. like. In order to save these lives, we have to murder. It's like, uh, how's it work? But you're in real life a legislator. <laughs> in real life, do you think that makes sense? Worst part is there are people that agree with you and would love for this to pass. Like, absolutely love for this to pass. It is terrifying how many people would want this to pass. And I can tell you that this particular uh, state rep. Hmm. He's likely not coming up with these things on his own. Oh, oh no. So uh No no no. No. For no. as much as, you know, he gets to be the far right conservative uh view with these introducing these bills. I'm sure he's not uh coming up with those on his own. Right. And so there's other people out there trying to make sure that these things pass. And again, the violence that it just opens the door to. Yeah. And this is like, um, remember that Josh Hawley clip? I think it was last week, maybe mm -hmm. two weeks ago, where uh, he was talking to a professor mm -hmm. who said, you know, you're being transphobic and that is violent. And this idea that you can't wrap your head around how words can equal violence right. and how your words and your ideas that you are throwing out there <laughs> could potentially open the door for someone else to be harmed. That yeah. whole, like, they just refuse. I just will not believe that that's a thing. And it absolutely is a thing. And the more that you say things like, you know, uh, these people are murderers, they're killing mm -hmm. babies. Mm -hmm. uh, it, and again, the science doesn't matter. It, they absolutely know that there's, this idea that life begins at fertilization is just a fantasy. It's a fantasy. What could that little uh, amoeba at that point do? Do. What could it do without being <laughs> incubated yeah. in another person's body? Nothing. And so that idea that in North Carolina now it's already, you know, uh, it's okay to get an abortion or legal to get an abortion until the fetus is viable. What does that mean to them? Chris, Crystal said, the GD parasites until they're 18. Listen, and beyond. It's exactly my feelings, Crystal. Good morning. Good morning. But these are, these are the things that we have to look out for because that seems like a ridiculous premise, but this is, it, maybe it doesn't ever pass, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe. Uh, the state legislature there is like, guys, that's too far. It's just. But for the, before the folks that hear that, that know that those are bills being introduced, who believe that they should have the opportunity to be a vigilante, mm. like we're, we're asking, they are asking for women to be murdered. They are asking for healthcare providers to be murdered. So which life is the life that matters? You, you care about, you know, uh, there's my point. This is not about life. This is about power and control and making things that are illegal legal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is how we become, uh, you know, 
just one of the tools in the belt of living in a fascistic society. Like that is all of a sudden you don't have the same rights that you used to. And not only do you not have the same rights, you could be bounty hunted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I-, I would real quick before we move on to another story. I'd like to circle back to his point that, you know, most of the stuff that I put forward, I answer, no one really does it anyway. So you're just taking up space in legislature. Yes. Just goofing off. Literally his job. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. And this is one of those positions, like, you know, they're not paid. Like, you have to be in a certain tax bracket to be able to afford to be in these positions just to goof off. Yes. (laughs) So, like, this is why it's really, really important to pay attention to who we have in our local legislature. Just, you know. Kicking it old school, just, you know, hey, what's happening? What you guys voting on today? Yeah. I want to vote for that. What I do want to vote for is the ability to murder to prevent murder. Murder to prevent murder. That's a way to, that's what the bill should be called. I don't know. Poppycock. That's what the bill should be called. Like Balderdash. <laughs> huh? Thomas Foolery. <laughs> the bill was introduced by Thomas Foolery. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Sir Thomas Foolery. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm feeling very uh, not optimistic for the people that can get pregnant. I am mm-hmm. not feeling optimistic for the people who provide health care. We, you know, are already seeing, we have already seen mm-hmm. and are starting to see again healthcare providers hesitate to do certain things uh, because they are scared they're going to lose their licenses um, and potentially in some states you could just get murdered and then it's going to be okay yeah. for that. Like, yeah. Uh, which means that we that, that we just don't get the healthcare that we need, which means that the people that uh, are able to carry a baby, which comes with a lot, you a know, it, lot. a lot of care that you need um, not being able to get that. And that's going to put us in a, <laughs> that plus all of the violence that we're allowing or calling for, mm-hmm. hoping for, crossing our fingers for, uh, it would put us in a bad way, man. I think we're used to watching the people that are the least informed and least affected, always trying to have all the power. Yes. And if, there hasn't been an example, a clear example up until this point. Like, let this be it, everyone. Like, really pay attention to who's pushing these agendas. At what point does this personally affect them? And why are they so, so focused on having their way? Like, you mentioned it earlier. There is business to be minded, and it's yours. you you can just wake up and go through your whole week minding your own business if you are against abortion don't have one that's it that's it it's so simple but now it's none for you and none for you okay this text you are good this text says somebody hooked me up with the marketing devil who managed to brand a death cult as pro-life they know exactly who they're trying to kill and it doesn't bother them at all Thank you for, yes, mm. that, 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 that. Mm. Mm. I've always had an issue with the pro-life and uh, pro-choice. Pro-choice is fine, but pro-life is a framing that has also just never worked. It's 
but it's but it's worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's worked exactly the way it's supposed to, and it is. It's a marketing tactic. That's it. That's all. Because it's not real. They are not pro life. They are pro power. That's it. And control. And only when they're the ones with that power. Man. Before we uh take a break or switch over, Crystal sent over some very cute felines this morning. Oh boy. Uh good morning. These ones were dumped or born downtown. Look at that little Oh wow. Huh? A little face. That's a wily little guy. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some kittens, some little black kittens with white whiskers situations. Uh-huh. Oh, oh that's Uh-oh. a tuxedo cat. Yeah, this is great. This is how this long is... its eyebrows are. Ours? Okay. Oh, wow. Clearly, I don't know how to speak for that. Yeah, those are as long as the Super whiskers. cute cats. Man. we got to figure out how to get these off of here and throw them in our stories. I feel like. So you guys can see the cats. Maybe we, like, push them to our Twitter feed or something. All right, you figure that out Hmm. while Nebraska plays the song. All right. (laughs) On to your favorite Mm -hmm. podcaster, that old Joseph Rogan. Joe Rogues sparks outrage after discussing shooting homeless people. I remember when you first mentioned this. I didn't even bat an eye. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he said that. (laughs) Joe Rogan has once again discovered that sometimes it's best not to spout unfiltered opinions to millions on the internet. In a recent episode of his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, Rogan and guest Tom Segura discussed the issue of homelessness in L.A. During the conversation, Rogan offhandedly remarked, quote, maybe you should just go shoot the homeless people. Backlash, backlash on social media was instant, as well as criticism from advocates for unhoused populations. Theo Henderson, an unhoused advocate, called the comments, quote, repulsive. According to Henderson, comments such as these contribute to a normalization of violence against people experiencing houselessness. Andy Bell, CEO and president of the downtown L.A. Homeless Shelter Union Rescue, Rescue Mission, told reporters that in, la- in the past year, Murders of house of homeless people has gone up forty seven percent. Man, Bales invited Rogan to visit the shelter, saying, "Quote: I would invite Joe to come to Union Rescue Mission to see not only our work, but see what's happening on the streets and who these people are that he's <laughs> people are who he's talking about. Keep Joe away from that place." All he's going to do is use that as an excuse. Uh, yeah, I've been on the street. <laughs> I got down there. I got my hands dirty. And you know what they told me? They like being homeless. Yeah, they love my show. You wouldn't believe how many of them love my show. So this is exactly the same to me. This is <clears throat> inviting violence towards houseless people, people experiencing houselessness. Like, that is inviting it. Yeah. This is the person who has the number one podcast in the world. Way to go, Spotify. Of the world, Craig. The Not world. just, uh, you know, where does he live now? Texas? Yeah. Some, Somewhere some, Austin? Some unblessed place. I mean, <laughs> th- this is how? And Spotify made it real clear. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to roll with the big homie over here. Yeah. 
Yep. He's going to say some stuff. He's going to do some things. But that's what gets the people going. Yep. And they're right. It does. And he has gone from being the, I'm just asking questions, uh, to really spitting some far, uh, not just far right, but I mean like hardcore, <laughs> not just conspiracy, but uh, ideologies. Yeah. And he's been platforming those things. I mean, that's the the way that I really understood how big his podcast was a few years ago was seeing all of the intellectual dark web dudes that he was having on. (laughs) And it was like, you know, watching him call Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro and Mm -hmm. Jordan Peterson geniuses. You know, it was like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) Slow down. Not Slow the fear factor, guy. dude. Yeah. Slow down, my <laughs> Not guy. this guy. Really? Unbeknownst to you. I mean, and these are, the, these are the these moments are the where I'm just like, where's your friend group? You mean Dave Chappelle? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because they've gone to, they've done this journey together. And and Dave just is doing it in a different way. He's He's deciding that his hill to die on is to be a turf. And to make make somehow him be the victim in that moment of him being a turf. This is what I want to know, and I'm gonna I want to make sure we circle back to the murders of the Hopkins community coming yeah. increasing by so much over the last year. Where were these guys, the Daves, the Joes, everyone giving all tripped up on conspiracy theories? Where where were they? When conspiracy theories were the thing, like <laughs> the world's going to end in 2000, like when all of the really like the fun ones, <laughs> the, the fun <laughs> ones, it was like a huge part of hip hop culture. Like, did you we guys can all be involved? In yeah. These. Did you guys miss the boat? The Y2K? Like, I don't know. Joe yeah. Rogan definitely has been saying Alex Jones is one of the smartest people he knows for, for a, a long very time. long time. Yeah. Your man just came out here and said, you know, like, yeah, he gets stuff wrong, but he's like more right than wrong. So the the Alex Jones that is just selling you the very same. Just 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 selling you lies and fabrications and supplements. That dude. And used and used uh, the defense of this is just entertainment to avoid lawsuits. But it didn't work. I think he still got sued, right? He definitely got sued. He definitely lost in the Sandy Hook situation. And. As he should have. Right. And, uh, not, I mean, I don't know. Like, these are, I just don't know how these people still have, like, not just jobs, but humongous platforms that reach so many people. Yeah. Like, Joe has, again, number one podcast globally. There's so, so many people are listening to this <laughs> that, there has to be, there has to be an understanding that there is a correlation with the things that he's putting out there and the way that people are responding with violence, the way that yeah. people are responding with hate, the way that people are responding violently to things like mask mandates or vaccines. There, There is a correlation there because he's just the average Joe to these people (laughs) and the fact that he's been able to even sell that you know how long joe rogan has been famous Uh, like 
like friends. It's been a long it's time. It's been guys. forever. Yeah. Like it's a it's he's been living in a different bubble for so long and it just keeps that bubble just keeps getting further and further away from what he ever was in the beginning. It doesn't matter if he you know grew up poor or right. whatever he's going to tell you. In the mean streets of whatever doing that. Right. Of of Boston or something. <laughs> Grow up poor poor white and in Boston and yeah. tell me that there's uh, no racism leaking through your your situation. Sir. But this is further and further away from it, but he will still tell you, like, I didn't grow up with anything. I didn't grow up privileged. I don't even know what privilege means. You know, that type right. of thing. And it's right. like, yo, he's not average. This is not, you You are not going to have crack a beer with this dude. No. And you guys mm-hmm. have a whole bunch of, you know, similarities. Yeah. yeah. But he will incite you to violence. <laughs> I mean, like, Speaking of which, yesterday in my local comic shop, had a conversation with one of the uh, uh, staff there. Just, you know, hey, you know, how was your, how's your day been so far? Well, actually, someone came into the store while there was another customer in here and started going wild about us requiring face masks. Oh, fun. You came into my store to yell at me? Bruh. Go away. Yeah. There's clear signs on the door. If you don't have a, a face mask when you come in, they, like, someone stops. They'll stop mid-sentence with another customer. Oh, uh, do you not have a mask? We have some here. They will offer you a mask from behind the desk. And said, this gentleman just went off. He's talking about, you know, how we're weakening and uh, we're losing our uh, our freedom of choice. And sure. this store is playing a part in that. Sure. And, you know, he went on to use a couple of slurs of, you know, various... Uh, well, I can't get my point across without him. So, well, you know. So, he had, so the associate had to come from behind the counter um, and kind of like, you know, hey, we just, we just need you to go. And then he just leaves. He was in the store for like a good three minutes, which is a long time when that's happening. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it feels, like 15. It feels like, I was going to say 30, but yeah. yes. And I was just like, how often does this happen? He was like, you know, every once in a while we'll get a customer that comes in and refuses to wear a mask. Like, they'll start shopping and we'll notice you don't have a mask on. And I'm like, hey, we need you to put a mask on. And then they'll just put the books down and walk out. Great. Thanks for the quick response. Rapid response. Yeah. Get on out of here. Get on out of here. The moose. <clears throat> the arguing about it is yeah. just, uh, nah. Immediately, I'm like. And these are small local businesses. This is not like. Right. They're walking into Walmart and screaming it. Not that which that would be okay. To be, to be clear, that would not be okay either. Which they won't though, right? They pick on these small businesses, and then they go in these other places, wear the mask on their mouth, and get their shopping done. Well, they might have their nose out. Yeah. Yeah. Got to have the nose out. Yeah. A little defiance. How else am I going to breathe? Yeah. You know? But the yeah. tyranny of making me put this on so that oh. I can get my... Get my my, my milk. Yeah. My egg. Can you believe that? They made me put this on. You had a choice to shop somewhere where you didn't. I guess my, my point is, you you're walking by. Like, were you even coming in here? <laughs> right. You know, 
you're walking by, you see a sign and you're like, I won't have it. <laughs> that is that is the ideology. Like, you will not tell me what to do. It doesn't even matter if this affects me. It doesn't matter if I'm going into the comic shop. It right. doesn't matter if I'm going in the Walmart. Like, I just won't be told what to do. While being told what to think. Hey, hey, hey. Very interesting. But if you're being told what to think, but also being told that you're a free thinker, <laughs> those wires, they do. I start seeing sparks. Yeah. Wires go. <laughs> yeah. And so you just go, yeah, you're darn right, brother. I'm a free speaker or er, thinker. I've thought this through. I did my own research. Oh. I know how to handle this. Wait, do you remember that? Do you remember that during the uh, the the rise of the vaccine vaccination conversation? There was like, you got to do your research. Uh, Is there any way we could forget that uh, ambush? There's no way we could forget. Do your own research. (laughs) I've done my own research, and (laughs) because you have laboratory access, vaccines turn you into a rat. (laughs) Like. Oh, okay. Definitely. Do your research. <laughs> Where's that study from? You should find it on the internet like I did. Okay. You got it. Cool, cool. What'd you type in? <laughs> like, I typed in research. Yeah, I wanna I wanna get to the peer reviewed paper that says the vaccines turn you into rats. That I cannot wait to read it. Oh my gosh. So yeah, um the stat that in the past year, murders of houseless population has gone up by forty seven percent. I mean, dude, it's it, it it makes all the sense in the world. It is absolutely awful, but it makes all the sense in the world because we are continuously, and when I say we, I mean society systemically treating houseless people as social pariahs and not um people who have been displaced in some way people who are experiencing any sort of crisis on outside of them being houseless it's a moral failure is the way that we have painted this and some sort of blight on the community instead of um a policy choice and it is a policy choice keeping people in poverty keeping people poor enough that they are desperate that's on purpose and so now, since we have spent all of this time making them the boogeymen, making them the people that, uh, you know, must be stamped out. Yeah. Yeah, the violence goes up. We're asking for it. We're saying it's okay. And the way, another way we're saying it's okay is by only talking about like the, vi- like you're, when your local news is only talking about the violence that happens within the houseless community. Right. And how right, that affects right. a homeowner. In that neighborhood. What's what's the phrasing? Is Portland gone? (laughs) The Portland you once knew. Yeah. Vanished. Is Portland down in the dumps? Will Portland, will old Portland ever come back? Right. What is old Portland to you? You know, like what, what does that even mean? Old Portland, I am from here. Yep. Old Portland always included houseless people. (laughs) There's never been a time that I know of that there weren't houseless folks. And it was a moral failure back then, too. Right. Because right. what would we ever grow for, right? Why would we ever progress? Why would why would we evolve? That'd be silly. Right. 
But to to pretend like we don't understand how that happens, and especially right now, uh, to pretend that we don't know that the pandemic forced people out of their homes. And I don't mean the pandemic. I mean the government's response to the pandemic. Right. Local and federal. Just hands off the wheel. Why? Why would we... Why would we take control of something? Oh, for what? Everything's everything's handled. You've everything's got one handled. one group of people saying it's not even real. True. And another group of people screaming with their hair on fire. Well, what do we do? All the while, people lose their jobs because you gave money to large corporations that took that money and fired people anyway. And tell me the job that you're going to get in quarantine... <laughs> That pays you the money that it used to, you, that you you need to make, yeah, in order to live. The amount of people that had to start living in their cars shot up exponentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With jobs, with jobs, with kids in school, yeah. with jobs, figuring out a whole new way of life. Right? We just can't act like that's not on purpose. It's. Interesting how, for some members of our population, that can, like, really upset them and irritate them to the highest degree, but still quickly get normalized and nullify any any attempt at them actually making any change for those people's lives. It's like, you're so incensed at these people on the street. However, I've got to get... To wherever I need to go, so I just need you guys everywhere. Yeah, and I just need to not see you, but I'm very upset. But could you just? But they're upset that those people are on the street because those people failed at life, because mm-hmm. those people chose drugs, because those people don't want to work, because those people, you know, like those are the narratives that are fed. Just like you said, you don't want Joe Rogan down at a at a uh, house yeah. shelter because he'll be like, "Yeah, you know, what I mean, people told me they they like to do heroin instead of work." Right. Like, nah. We It, it is on purpose. It, we have been fed, and it is in however many movies, you know, like, mm. you how how many of the Pursuit of Happiness <laughs> movies do you get where one person down on their luck yeah. pulls themselves up by their bootstraps versus showing houseless people in the background as um, props, right? And Mm, mm. just complete and total uh, problems of the city that we just get to walk right past every day, throw change at. They're the reason. So in your mind, I mean, in their minds, you know, they're the reason that New York is no fun anymore or whatever it is. And it's like, they chose to do this. Absolutely not. And for the, you know, very small percentage of people that are like, yeah, I want to live outside. This is what I want to do. Uh, those folks aren't in the, aren't on the side of the freeway. <laughs> yeah. They're not in your neighborhood. Well, actually, maybe they are because it's been, you know, made impossible for them to actually camp in the parks. They're being pushed out of the parks. Well, true. You know, yeah, like yeah. the fact that they can't even, Sit on a park bench and take a map. Like you can get fined for that. Or we're just gonna make it so no bench is possible for you to nap on. We are gonna right. create 
this little hat. You know, environmental. Uh, what are those called? Um, I don't know. The like the big planters and yeah. the putting a handle thing in the middle, in the of, middle a bench. of a bench. Yeah. The Ronald McDonald in the middle of a bench. You know the way that. No, you can't be here. Be here. You could sit. Don't sit for too long. Don't sit for too long and don't fall asleep. You don't you dare close your eyes while sitting. Don't do that. But yeah, like we've we've just made it. We've made it be exactly this. We have absolutely uh, societally created this. Um, I, no compassion. Yeah. And full disdain. Yeah, disdain. And this isn't. We, we're just going to keep saying it. Poverty is a policy choice. Houselessness is not a moral failure. Being broke is not a moral failure. It's a moral failure of our leadership. Hello. For sure. Talk to him. For sure. You want to take a quick break before we hit the locals? All right. I'm down. Welcome back to News of My Fiance, PJ Ambush and Morgan Jones. Be a part of the show. Shoot us a text at 971 220-5979. Again, that's 971-220-5979. We got a couple texts that came through. National Comic Book Day. Yup, I totally forgot that was today. Thank you, Rudo. Comic shops and record shops are still holding the mask line. Yes. COVID numbers are back on the rise, unfortunately. Yes, it's very true. Enjoy San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. I cannot imagine being in a convention center with uh, hundreds or thousands of people right now. With or without a mask? Period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, period. Yeah. There's just a nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. I am looking forward to Rose City Comic Con. Um, I love how they handled it last year. Uh, they were super vigilant on people wearing masks and let's see your vaccine card. Um, once you have it, they give you a little wristband. Like they're about it, and like they move people really, really quickly through the line. It wasn't a whole lot of congestion. I can imagine this year is going to be like full fledged all the way back, tons of people. So I am a little worried about that, especially with the numbers going up. Uh, well, and that's the thing. Yeah. When you pretend that it's gone, uh. and its job is to continue to survive. Yeah, variance is going to variance. Variance is gone variant. Yeah. Yeah. And I've talked to too many people lately that are like, this long COVID got me Bruh. down bad. Yeah. Guys, you do not want to you don't want to roll that dice. You do not want to roll that dice and it was some long COVID. Mm-mm. Couple more I'm ready for quarantine again. <laughs> just gonna throw it out there. I'm absolutely ready. We can figure out how to do this from home. You know, like I mean, if we if we could trust that Joe Byron would cut the checks, <laughs> true. You know what I'm saying? It's already behind on checks owed. They know? want their money, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple texts. Um, hostile architecture is everywhere in Portland. That's the name of it. And when that's Thank not you. enough, they break out the boulders. Yeah. Oh man. Can can I respond really quickly oh, yeah, to definitely. that? Thank you. That's exactly what it's called. And uh I couldn't come up with it. But those boulders, huh? I remember driving like I, I think I was on two oh five and the first time that I saw these boulders and was like, I wonder What are they doing? Why'd they is this a are they building something right, and they left right. the they left all the rocks they need to pound down? Like, like is this the Flintstones? What's going, exactly. What's happening? What's happening here? 
And then they didn't leave. Yeah. Those things were always there. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's what that's for. Just make it completely impossible. Yeah. And then let's also do some downtown. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to throw them everywhere. <laughs> Just scatter some big rocks downtown. Those uh, humongous cement planters just uh, showing up over in Laurelhurst. You know, why not? Mess. We got another text. If only today was Friday. Yeah. So true. It's Rudo's Friday, so there's that about that. Yeah, some people call this Friday. Friday. Ooh. (laughs) The brass is killing it with the jizzams. All the jams. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, Someone said, funny. okay, DJ Tempo. <laughs> I'm going to remind y'all, she over there reading the book. <laughs> Tempo was reading the book. She's paying no mind to us at all. She has headphones on. Not sure why. <laughs> but maybe we're going to have to figure out uh, a way to have like a... Tempo spin? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be dope. Yeah. Remember last night when she was making fun of me for saying dope? That was cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a dope piece. Like, oh, that's such a dope piece. Wow, you're making fun of me, Bree? No, yes, wonderful. Well, you, well, you were born in the 1900s. I was. I was born. I am an ancestor. <laughs> so respect me as such. 1900s were a good time. Terrible, you know. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a lot. Okay, let's let's hit this before uh, it yeah. gets too late. Yeah, because we, we already talked about we talked about the the bias crime situation before. But here's an update: uh, a third victim accuses Portland bias crime suspect of attack. A student studying in Portland, but originally from Japan, has identified Dylan Kesterson as the man who attacked him last month. Kesterson is facing accusations of two other racially motivated attacks directed towards people of Asian descent. Kaido Nakajima. The student who Kesterson attacked last month has been studying at an English language school in Portland for three months. Nakajima claims that last month, Kesterson approached him outside a downtown Safeway and began shouting at him. Shortly after accosting Nakajima, Kesterson slapped him twice. Nakajima didn't file a police report at the time, thinking it unnecessary, but decided to file a report after seeing Kesterson on the news after he attacked a visiting Japanese-American family. Nakajima has three months left in Portland and is having trouble looking forward to them, saying, quote, I feel so afraid. If I have to go, maybe I don't go downtown, but I'm so afraid. I hate that. I hate that. This is right around the corner from where I work. Yeah, that where this happened. Yes. I hate that. Like, I just won't go downtown. I'm, I'm scared to be out in public because this is what I'm facing. I'm sorry. I read that wrong anyway. It says, if I have to go, maybe I go downtown. But I'm, I'm so, so afraid. afraid. Yeah. Like, that's, come on. Man. And well, third? I was going to say, I think, when do, at what point do we get to stop calling this a biased crime and just call it a hate crime? Because that's what this is. If, you, yeah. if you're on three um, Asian hate crimes in a short period, it doesn't matter the amount of time. Those yeah. are hate crimes. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, like, the words matter. I'm not here for bias uh, when we're, that's, that's couching. That's uh, making it sound cute. Yeah. No. This person uh, is accused of not only verbally accosting people, but physically assaulting people. Of varying ages. Like. Of varying ages. And, uh, and, for, and for what? 
other than hatred? Like, it's not, the, what's the other? Like, would you be interested in asking him why? Is that what you're saying? Like, what, what's uh, what's your deal, Dylan? <laughs> Dylan, hey, what's, Dylan. What's the haps? What's the bias about? Yeah. What's the haps with your Asian hate? Yeah, I just, I feel like that is just not, that doesn't give it what it's supposed to, it's yeah. not giving what it's supposed to give. Also, what are you hoping to accomplish? You see people of Asian descent and you just want to attack them. And then you feel good, like you hit your quota for the day and you can, now you can take deep breaths and you feel good and you can just go on with the rest of your life. We got to stop looking for logic in the places facts. where it doesn't exist. Facts. Uh, facts, 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 facts this facts, is not facts. something that is going to ever make sense to people that don't feel this way. Yeah. Um, it, I have never, on my angriest day, walked out of my house and been like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to breathe until I make somebody else feel this pain. Right. Um, so yeah, we can't look for the rationale. Like it doesn't exist. This is, that's what hatred is that it, it isn't, this isn't bias. This isn't like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't even know. Yeah. I'm not sure how we're even using that word when it comes to something like this. And, and what purpose does it serve to, to cushion it and, and try to soften the conversation around it? Well, it's who's a gonna terrible be, thing. Who's going to be mostly affected right. and arrested by that? Uh, white men. So I that's why. Need to cut it out. Cut it out. There's a you know continued push to protect people that <laughs> do these things rather than the people that are victimized by it. And boy, oh boy. Yeah. I'm tired. I'd like to see. Uh, so he is. He's in custody. He is. Yeah, Kesterson was the one who they let go, and then we're like, "Oh wait, wait, wait! No, come back, come back!" <laughs> and then he didn't show up. And then the... he didn't show up, so they deserve a warrant, and they got him back in custody. Um, yeah, it's that guy. That's, that's a great judicial system. It's a good police work. Well, it's you know, it's showing you that the system is actually flawless. <laughs> These are the stories. Wait, that is, I don't know why this is <laughs> showing you. Flawless. Just flawless. Just, you know? Nailed it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, on critiques of the system here, uh, the Business Alliance and others challenge a ballot measure that aims to redistribute power in Portland. Shout out to the homie Gun. Uh, we'll be following up on this story in other ways. Mm hmm. Uh, for a long time, Portland has sought to change the way its city government distributes power. Last week, the Portland Business Alliance and other influential Portland figures filed lawsuits in an effort to halt any changes. Portland is one of the few U.S. cities that still uses the commission form of government, which has been shown to lead to systemic underrepresentation or race of racial minorities. This November, voters will be given the option to overhaul the system. A ballot measure was introduced by the Charter Review Commission, a group of 20 Portlanders who spent the past 18 months researching ways that the city could improve its structure. The proposed change included ranked choice voting. The 12-member city council voted in by geographic districts and limiting city council to policy changes while keeping bureaus under the charge of the mayor and the city administrator. Despite widespread support for the Charter Review Commission's efforts, the PBA, the city's most powerful business lobbying group, filed a lawsuit last week to block the ballot measure. 
They claim that the measure is unconstitutional because ballot measures are legally required to address only one subject, while this measure addresses all three mentioned above. The PPA apparently has reservations about the inclusion of ranked choice voting and are worried that it will cause the whole measure to fail. Though there was some debate within the commission itself as to whether or not to include all three issues in one measure, the city attorney's office announced that the ballot language met legal requirements. Oh. In addition to the lawsuit, commission member and former city council candidate Vadim Mazeroski and city and current city commissioner Mingus Maps have set up the PACs. I'm sorry, have set up PACs <laughs> to campaign against the ballot measure. On top of that, one-time mayoral candidate and former VP of President of Portland's NAACP branch, James Posey, has filed another lawsuit against the measure, claiming that the language is misleading. He's asking the court to approve a new summary of the measure, which would emphasize the cost of implementing the changes. Supporters of the commission's proposed change said that since commission meetings were open to the public, these lawsuits come in bad faith and at a bad time. Mm. Some claim that the PPA's issue with the changes are rooted in their own desire to maintain power in Mm. City Hall. Mm. The PPA violated the city's lobbying rules 25 times in 2020. Mm. Listen. Afraid of change, darling. Afraid of losing your power. I think that's really what we got to pay attention to. Um, Especially people that... uh, Agreed with certain things before gaining power and uh, now not believing in those things anymore. Mm-hmm. I, so, it's, I, you know, I don't I don't want to pretend like I know everything about ranked choice voting. But my understanding is it's like first choice, second choice, third choice. Right. And there's a way. There's a, it gives you more of uh, an understanding of who who people really believe would, you know, who they really want to vote for. Yeah. Because just the I can only vote for this person doesn't doesn't work. Are you sure? I mean, I think that we I think we're living it. Okay. You know, I think we're living it. I think I think we're living it. Yeah, it might be on something. So, I mean, you know, I, again, don't know everything about it, but what I, what I do know is there is, we have, we have absolutely got to open our minds and imaginations to ways that we can do things differently than we have been doing them and that they are right now. And that doesn't mean that every idea folks come up with is going to be the best idea, but this, we have been so stagnant. And the reason we are stagnant is people pretend to be open to imagination and ideas, and then they get in power and say, "Oh no, 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 no but not that." I'm in now. We don't need any more. We don't. We don't need that. Actually, we don't need any more ideas. I needed you to imagine me in this position. <laughs> there it is. And you did that, and that's where I want the buck to stop, yeah. friends. I want you to also <laughs> stop looking my way because I'm going to do some things that I'd rather you not be staring at. I'm going to do some things for some money. Yeah. Which is also none of your business. Which is also none of your business. But also, I'm going to need you to uh, donate to my campaign when I run again. Oh, man. There are so many things that we have to uh, overhaul. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the way that we vote in this city is one of them. The way that we vote nationally is one of them. The way that campaigns are financed is a humongous one. Humongous. On every level. The the way that we get Joe Manchins. There's just, there's so many things. And at what point are we fed up enough to actually try something new? You know? They should radicalize you. Period. We can't just continue to be upset with our leadership. And then be upset with our leadership. And then vote more of that leadership in or keep them in their positions of power. Like, I'm going to just keep asking. How does Lindsey Graham have a job? Because people keep voting for him. Right? Yeah. But but how? He's he's not making anybody's life better, actually. He's just really good at explaining that this is what you want. <laughs> there, there's a homie of mine in a, in a text thread, uh, several text threads, so we all are. And um, we often go back and forth with, you know, talking about who's at fault here. And he likes to blame Republicans, and I like to blame them. And uh, this was around the time of Roe vs. Wade being overturned. And I said to him, he's a, he's a sports advocate, he loves sports rather. Um, and I said, you know, there's only, there's only so many times the team can continue to lose before you start blaming the coach. <laughs> you can't always blame the opposition. Mm. Like it's only so many times, and then that analogy really struck. Truly, was like, oh, okay, you might, you might have me here. Got a you point. might have me here, but you know what? I'm still voting blue. And it was just like, wow, wow, okay, like, okay, maybe. I, I mean, overarching, I think that person's point is I'm not going to vote Republican, right? But I wish just, it was. Just, Go just ahead. Hear me out. In this particular case, this person is like, I don't really care who the candidate is, right? I'm just going to vote for it. I, I wish it was that. It was more so, I will not. All you, all this progressive talk you're doing, whatever, bro. Oh, like if there was an option, he would not vote that route. No. Okay, well. Cool. Yeah, like, eh, <laughs> these progressives are a joke. <laughs> they don't have any real power. I'm going to throw my vote over here. I wonder. I wonder why they don't have any real power. Like because they, you keep throwing your vote over there. Yeah. And when they do have real power, Mr. Sanders, you've been told that they have no power and that people aren't turning out and their numbers are false and everything else. It's just. Uh, Policy choices all over the place. Yeah. 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 It's hard for me to understand, especially uh, for people that are. Uh, like in your text thread, um, believing themselves to be like really paying attention mm-hmm. and in the know. With the now. They're hip with the now. Yeah. <laughs> and then they say things, you know, like getting caught up in the vote blue no matter who. Mm. The problem for me is Joe Manchin is on paper a Democrat. You would yeah. be voting blue. Yeah. Right? And if you don't pay attention to who these people actually are, what these people actually vote for, what they actually uh, do, what they don't act on, <laughs> because our biggest issue is the inaction of Democrats yeah. and the uh, hyper action that 
conservatives are able to pull off because of that inaction. Mm-hmm. When the Democrats are just like, oh, whoa, boy, never saw that one coming. You know, we what did, what did Vice President Harris say? Something to the effect of uh, oh, we yeah. rightfully thought that that was settled, settled but also two plus and it's not. I, I mean, you rightfully thought it was settled. What? In regard to Roe v. Wade, you thought it was settled? Rightfully? How come how come so many people run on it then? If you thought it was settled, how how come so many people it's always a, a conversation. If it was settled, would Obama had to have said, I will definitely make sure that that gets handled when I'm elected? If it was settled, does Joe Byron need to say anything about abortion rights? Why are you allowed to be this oblivious? Why? Why I ask? And that's the thing. That's the problem. You you get to, uh, you know, have moments that appear to be on the people's side. And that is the cycle that we deal with with the Democrats. The, yeah. Some of those memes are so perfect, like putting a pride flag on a missile. It's like, yep, that's the Democrats. Yep. Just, yep. What month are we in? Because we're going to keep doing all of the things. We're, yeah. Our agendas are very closely aligned. <laughs> Who should we perform for We this just month? do them in a different way. Yeah. And we say say it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And so when, you know, Joe Manchin blocks certain things, like, I just, you know, th- th- to be so ineffective and to allow that one person to continue to obstruct your agenda is just, wild super wild super wild okay it's looking like there's movement over here yeah we might need to uh move on forward yeah because this week was a week (laughs) in uh the land of the multnomah county courts and i have uh, been having my eye on the prize and i'm so excited to talk to uh alex so here to give us the details the hot goss hot goss on Patriot Prayer members riot charges in Portland. News editor for the Portland Mercury, Alex Zelinsky. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Doing well. Right. Uh, happy it's not ninety yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not. I'm not prepared for any of this. I. I want no parts. Yeah. Yeah. I heard we getting hundreds next week. I don't know what to do. We yeah. stay. We gotta stay in a river. Stay away. Yeah. 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 I'm Completely. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you've right. had a lot, a big news week, um, and I'm hoping that we can talk about Patriot Prayer because yeah. for for years now I've been keeping my eye on the Joey Gibson. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's interesting because <laughs> I feel like the Patriot Prayer saga of that group coming to Portland to kind of heckle and uh provoke folks like that almost seems like it just seems like a like a a a protest like environment of decades before because the the whole (laughs) you know racial justice protest in 2020 and kind of what came from that feels like they're entirely like entirely different beasts you know yeah and so it's kind of uh it's interesting to go back in you know just three years not that that much time and to put yourself in the ecosystem that was, you know, yeah. Portland being visited by this right wing, uh, kind of 
Proud Boy Jason group out of Vancouver, <laughs> every uh, every couple months just to like see if they can provoke people into starting a fight. And and yeah, that's what this case that was you know that was a trial this week kind of revolved around. Um, basically, in May first, two thousand nineteen, uh, on May Day. There was a street brawl that <laughs> broke out basically in front of a now closed uh, bar in Northeast Portland called Cider Riot. And it was, you know, a, a number of anti-fascist kind of activists had, were hanging out there that afternoon after a day of, um, May Day rallies and, you know, pro worker, pro, you know, um, uh, kind of, progressive marches and rallies across the city um, that, you know, did not turn violent or anything were pretty successful. They were all meeting at Cider Riot just to kind of celebrate the day and um, relax. And uh, founder of Patriot Prayer, Joey Gibson, and his posse mm-hmm. of like-minded folks um, heard that they were gathered there and wanted to, decided to show up and kind of film folks on the on the patio, the bar's patio, and heckle them and, and goad them really into to starting a fight. And and, you know, by all means that was successful. Yeah. Um, it turned into, you know, folks pepper spraying each other, throwing bottles at each other, um, kind of people some people leaving the bar and getting into a fight on the street. Um it escalated to the point where one member of Patriot Prayer used the baton to hit a woman in the back of her neck and mm. fractured her gray and she had to go to the hospital. Um, and after that point, it kind of dissolved and dissipated and, and folks split up. And it wasn't until after that that the police showed up. Um, but it, uh, you know, it took, it took a while. It took several months for, um, for charges to come against anyone who was involved in in that uh, riot, mostly because uh, a lot of the video, you know, police weren't there. There weren't really any witnesses. No one really wanted to talk about what went on there because it was so weird that uh, that they were, you know, they really had to kind of break through hours of, of video recordings that folks who were just there had taken with their phone, including Joey Gibson himself um, and including... Uh, one of kind of the key witnesses was this guy who went, um, I guess, essentially undercover with Patriot Prayer, who um, who was with the that group of kind of rabble rousers that day, um, pretending to kind of pal, pal around with them, but um, really wanting just to film going on to share with his kind of you know left leaning friends back home in Vancouver. Mm. Uh, wasn't wasn't really part of any, um, you know, wasn't like a friend or close with any members of Antifa or anything like that, but just kind of was this guy who had some free time and wanted to see what was going on. And so um, met up and was from Vancouver, which is where Patriot Prayer is based. And mm-hmm. so I've been going to kind of Patriot Prayer events and tallying around with the guys uh, in the ability to, to kind of film and see what was going on there. And so his recording ended up being really key in um in the state's case against 
uh, I think it's six members of Patriot Prayer who were there that day. Um, they all ended up facing, uh, at the baseline, kind of riot charges, assault charges, um, you know, the, um, the man who hit a woman with a baton, uh, was sentenced to, uh, just under two years in jail. Um, and three or, I think it was three, I guess it was maybe a total of seven people then. So three other folks, you know, reached plea deals before mm-hmm. going to trial, uh, you know, said they were guilty and, and didn't have to kind of go before a jury. Um, but then three remained, um, you know, for the past three years, even waiting for them to go to trial. And a lot of the delay has been due to COVID. But um, that trial began to speak and included Patriot Prayer Leader Joey Gibson um, and two other men, one named Russell Schultz, another one, Mackenzie Lewis. And um, they all three were facing riot charges. As the... Uh, as the week went on, two of the three men were acquitted, uh, actually in the second day of, of trial by the mm. judge, um, which mm. was kind of shocking to a lot of folks, but it was interesting the way that it was described by the judge. Um, in, you know, basically he was looking and, uh, you know, the attorneys representing these two men, including Joy Gibson, um, we're looking at the definition of riot in, you know, Oregon's criminal statute. Uh, and <clears throat> to riot includes um, specifically violent and tumultuous conduct uh, involving, you know, along with five or more people kind of in a group um, engaging in violent and tumultuous conduct that creates some kind of like public alarm. Um, and after a full day of the jury and the judge and, you know, everyone in the courtroom watching these videos of what these men were doing, that the judge agreed with the defendant, uh, defendant's attorneys that, you know, the prosecutors didn't really have enough to go with to say that, that these two men, um, really engaged in violent and tumultuous conduct. I mean, if you look at the videos, Joey Gibson and this guy Russell Schultz just kind of standing around and like, you know, yelling um, insults and goading, um, you know, anti-fascist folks and just kind of mocking them and taunting them. I mean, the judge calls it really like, you know, schoolyard <laughs> um, banter. And he even oh, yeah. used the word, I think, trolling, you know, that, that uh, <laughs> Joey Gibson was trolling them. Um, so innocent. And... Uh, and you know, he's not wrong. That's what was going on. There, there's no instances of them being physical with anyone. They're just kind of stirring the pot, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, at the end of the day, that doesn't really meet, at least according to the judge, it didn't really meet the definition of riot. And his argument for accepting these requests to acquit them was, hey, if we charge these two guys for riot, for standing around, and, you know, saying, saying things, protected speech under the, you know, First Amendment, then, then we can start arresting everyone for a riot, even, you know, less annoying <laughs> protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he, he mentioned, he went back and kind of mentioned the 2020 racial justice protest here. He said, you know, that means the, the wall of moms would have been arrested for riot and convicted. That means all of these different people, if we just say that someone, um, you know, shouting at a group of people and being people that we don't like, we don't agree with, that we can charge them with riots and that and if it doesn't meet the standards of riot, then that's just a slippery slope to mass arrest a lot of people who really didn't break the law. And, you know, at the same time, you really, like, chided the district attorney's office for bringing this charge against them, saying, um, you know, essentially saying why, like, we just looked at hours of video evidence that showed these two men committing crimes of harassment, of, you know, uh, of, you know, multiple different things. We just watched hours of crimes being committed. Yeah. Um, but you chose one that they did not really meet. why the hell are we here (laughs) dealing with that like why I'm pretty like he he was pretty disappointed in the DA's office for thinking that this could go to trial um, and choosing this charge essentially which uh, you know kind of says something on its own at the same time the third guy in this group Mackenzie Lewis also requested to be acquitted and the judge said, no, this is a different case because there's, um, on video moments when, when Lewis is physically pushing people and, um, and throwing things at people and, you know, engaging in what, um, can fit into the definition of violent and tumultuous, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. conduct. And so the judge said, okay, let's just let the jury figure this one out. Uh, and so yesterday that was kind of what was on, was on trial with this one man, Mackenzie Lewis, um, uh, versus the state and, uh, kind of looking at the videos of what he did and, and closing arguments to the jury. And, uh, the jury essentially decided that he was guilty of, of Bryant. Um, mm-hmm. and, the sentence for that will come in in a few weeks, but you know uh, we're again seeing the the ringleader of Patriot Prayer being allowed to kind of walk free. Yep, and told that what he he did and what he does is is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine a lot of folks in power in the city and county are, are frustrated by that because everyone was kind of looking at this trial as a moment to kind of get, send a message to to groups like Patriot Prayer, especially. Uh, oh, especially they, that one. they sent a message. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a mm-hmm. message was sent. It was, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, with, with folks like Joey Gibson and anyone who starts a, you know, uh, sort of group like this. Mm-hmm. They do their level best to know exactly what rules and laws they're not going to break, you know, mm-hmm, uh, in mm-hmm. order to do that whole trolling right up to the line. And so he knows that as long as he doesn't put his hands on somebody, as long as he yeah. doesn't, you know, then there's some legitimacy to what they're doing there. They just had one bad actor hit somebody. They just had, you know, a couple of people yeah. do the wrong thing. But but it legitimizes their own, you know, movement in a way. And 
I, I just that's that's the message that gets received, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I think it went exactly <laughs> how Joey Gibson thought it would go, and yeah, um, which is that you're right. You know what what you hear him saying on video is let's like telling people not to do anything in the <laughs> group, saying, "Hey, don't throw that, don't hit that. Let's just um, we're just talking, uh, guys. Just let that." Let them do the violence, you know, like he's, <laughs> it's baiting, right? Like, yeah. it's, um, it's like, let's get these people pissed off enough that they throw a bottle at us or right. they tear gas us. And, uh, and what we saw in court this week is that that is an effective, effective tool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and we saw the uh, Proud Boys do the exact same thing when they came here, and they say it. They say it out loud. Uh-huh. Like, we're just going to get you guys to do some stuff. Yeah. You know, you hit me first, and then I can hit you. And then we're, then yeah. that whole brawl thing is yeah. just, you started it. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. It's very, um, like, elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there is, I mean, it's interesting there, on, on film, you hear Joey Gibson filming folks saying, do something, do something, do something, you know, and just kind of laughing. Yeah. And, and it, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something. Yeah. Mm. Alex, so thankful every week uh, for all that you do and for always coming on and giving us the beats. Um, Hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your week and stay cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you guys too. Thank you. <laughs> we'll do our best. Thank you. That was Alex Zelensky, news editor of the Portland Mercury. Tune in every Thursday, 8.45 a.m. to hear an update from the Mercury right here on News with my fiance on X-Ray. You're listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. So. Yeah. That strategy that, you know, what's but we're not the ones violent here. Let's yeah, it's, the, it's that Antifa. Yeah. Grindelwald did the exact same thing, oh. Fantastic Beasts, in the second one. It's not us. It's a tried and true position. Oh, yeah. It's the Muggles. So. You know, they're the violent ones with all their wars and everything. We just want to save them from themselves. I think this is a theme in X-Men, too, but I'll leave that there. Yeah. Oh, Magneto. <laughs> Today's show was made possible Thanks to Morgan Jones DJ Ambush, DJ Tampo mm-hmm. Engineer Nebraska Lucas Newswriter Brian Miller And podcast editor Kyle G Thank you so much For our guest Alex Zielinski And uh, yeah man, remember Do remember Poverty is a policy choice Power to the people And shout out to the Tech fam Squad fam Squad I love that. Squad fan. Squad fan. Squad fan crew. Crew. Friends. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye.